Behold now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Bible News Radio. I am here tonight. Yeah, I am. I am your sweet and lovable host, Stacy Lynn Harp. 52 strong. Yeah, I am. So, hey, <clears throat> I'm not sure where we're at. Uh, Periscope says that we're kind of sort of on here, but on my phone, it's like loading. So hopefully if you're on there, you can you can see us and do me a favor. If you are, just put something so that I can tell if maybe, I don't know. We'll see. But hi, if you're watching the show tonight, I want to thank you for spending your time with us. I know that you could be tuning in anywhere. I mean, who are we compared to like Fox News or CNBC or C-SPAN? We're just us. Yeah, we are. But <clears throat> we come tonight with a message of hope, people, and not hope and change as we've been declared in the Obama administration. We've come here with the message of the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ who came to set the captives free. Yeah, he did. And um, I hope that tonight, if you're super bored, you're discouraged, you're down and out, that we will lift you up in Jesus' name. Yeah, we will. So uh, do me a favor, share this out uh, wherever you're at, wherever it will let you. If Twitter bans you, well, it wouldn't be the first time. Ah. <laughs> uh, if Facebook will let you see it, go for it, people. And do me a favor, tag me in it. You know, tag me if you can. That way I know you did. How's that? Uh, so, um, this week, there was these confirmation hearings for the next Supreme Court of the United States of America. One judge, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but... Years ago, I thought this stuff was super boring. Eh, who wants to talk about politics? And yet tonight, I have to tell you, that was some of the best TV ever. <laughs> we saw the Democrats, their fisticuffs, all claiming things like, the American people want the Affordable Care Act to remain in place. The American people, don't you know that we're in the midst of a pandemic? The American people, the American people. And I'm like, since when does the Democrats care about the American people? <laughs> they don't care about the American people anymore. Or anyone in Washington, <laughs> D.C., for that matter. Yeah. Anyway, and then then on the Amy Coney Barrett side, you have this young lady who uh, is uh, sitting there with a notepad with nothing on it except the, except the, the lettering from, you know, the branding of the notepad on it um wowing and amazing all of these you know lifelong term senators <sighs> yeah that was fun and so i actually pulled uh two clips from the hearing there's a lot more because we covered a lot of it already on monday because we were here monday remember um and here it is only a few days later. But one of the clips that I didn't pull um, in in the show that we uh, we did on Monday, um, I thought it would be fun to watch it tonight. Because by far, by far, it's one of my favorite. And um, that is the one that I gave Randall to play. And with the Republican Senator John Cornyn, um, who talked to Amy, or Judge Barrett, as I should say, um, about that pesky notepad. So, Randall, when you get that ready, then uh, that would be super awesome to, to show everybody in case you missed it. Yeah, I was um, 
Unless you want to get on and say hi to everybody. Well, it's going to do that, but we need you to can do that. We adjust you know, the camera accordingly. We're but... your old hometown, middle-aged, country bumpkin type show. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> waiting for the ad to complete on YouTube. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Got to. There's have more that. and more of those these days. Mm -hmm. There are more and more of these days. Yeah. All right, if you guys missed this, this is one of my favorite parts ever. Yeah, it is. I just love this because I, I think, I think, well, I think it's funny. That's why I'm playing it. Wait for it. <laughs> All right, ready? I'm ready. All right, let's make sure that um got some volume going through here. All right, here we are. Good morning, Your Honor. Good morning, Senator Cornyn. You know, most of us have multiple notebooks and notes and books and things like that in front of us. Can you hold up what you've been referring to and answering our questions? Is there anything on it? Uh, that letterhead that says United States Senate. That's, imp that's impressive. Well, Judge, um, the best I can understand the objections to your nomination are not to your qualifications, your experience, or training, but it's that you have or you will violate your oath of office. I find that terribly insulting. They suggest that you can't be unbiased in deciding a case you haven't even participated in yet. I found that insulting as well. Hey there, I'm Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Thanks for watching MSNBC on YouTube. If you want to keep up... <laughs> if you want to keep up on the truth, keep tuning into this show, people. So, I love... Well, the hats off to MSNBC that they actually posted that clip. Yeah. Well, I like that clip. Well, yeah, but MSNBC, come on. Well, you know, I'm I. Okay, so what did you think of the clip? Um, yeah, uh, the <laughs> he summed up the whole hearing. I did not that I watched all days of it, but um, he summed it up very well. That one, she's really intelligent. Every, you know. Even corrected some of the senators on their information about court cases and stuff like that. Just pulled from her memory, you know. She no bug in her ear, you know. This, this her vast experience and intellect. She was able to field these questions. She's not referring to notes or anything. Let me look that up. She was ready with answers. And. What they were pressing her on is, what is her decision? Well, she's going to strike down the ACA, and she can't say, I'm, I haven't even seen, you know, the, the materials haven't been presented to me. I'm not going to make a decision now. Any experience, intellect, she was able to feel these questions. I'm hearing my voice. No, you are here. I should probably move this. Yeah. How's that? That's better. Um, <clears throat> and then it really comes down to, as he summed up, that they're accusing her of that she's going to make, she's already made her mind up on a case that she hasn't participated in. And she's been saying all along, I can't tell you how I'm going to decide what I'm going to do. I'm, you know, I have to wait till the case is presented to me. That's what a judge does. And, and they're all convinced that, no, the whole reason of the slam, you know, the slam dash uh, confirmation, it's all to um, undo the, the affordable, <laughs> the affordable care act. Right. Ask anybody who's paying for health insurance how affordable it is. Anybody that wasn't paying still isn't paying, but those that were paying are paying a heck of a lot more. Um, and premiums, but you know, they're, they're convinced that's all this is anyway. And, but okay, but you're not going to get that from this hearing. I mean, if she says, yeah, you're damn right. I'm going to 
I'm going to repeal the ACA. Then, then she would be unfit for the job. That would make her unfit to have a, you know, to forecast a decision and announce that. Okay. I just decided I'm going to um, go, I'm going live here on my phone and I'm going to point the phone here at the screen that I'm looking at my monitor. I don't know if I can do this because for some reason this won't let me cut, let me connect. So those of you guys who are coming in on my phone, just realize you're hearing me through my actual phone. You're hearing Randall. So do me a favor and uh, let's see here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I don't want to hold this the whole time. Plus I don't want you to see all that garbage. <laughs> Where are you? See my desk there, people. <laughs> Uh, where, where, where are you broadcasting? Where are you streaming? Well, I'm just on my phone on Periscope. Okay. Um, because, uh, well, because, because, yeah, just because. It's just kind of. Yeah, because it's yeah. not cooperating. Yeah, I'm not sure here. Through whatever reason, the multicast service is getting the stream, but. Yeah, but I figure they can still hear us through the phone. Um if I just can get this set up here to point in that direction. There we go. Except you get to see my... <laughs> you get to see my bottle down there. Oops, wait. And, um... So what happens if I try to broadcast in the same account? Hmm? You're doing it on the Bible News Radio account, right? Oh, I'm doing it. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I guess you could just look at me, huh? I don't know if you want to just look at me and you can hear Randall. You'll get this unique perspective from me, the host. Uh, at least I would be able to read any questions you might you might have. Uh, or you can just go over to Facebook where you can actually watch us on the screen and, and do that. So um, I don't know. It's almost like a behind-the-scenes camera or something if, uh, if we do it this way. Because for whatever reason, Periscope is um not giving us it's not letting us work and so i was trying to get at least and then showing we got one person in there so i don't even know if that's gonna work on my phone even so i guess what we're gonna do is i'm gonna i'm trying to overcome yeah i'm gonna social media retry i'm i, gonna I removed periscope as a platform i re-added it Okay. I'm going to see what happens here. That makes a difference. All right. I'm going to see if I can flip this camera then. Checking for source. Can you actually do it? Like, I know people, sorry, we're doing this. All right. Now it's saying that the maximum keyframe interval is three seconds. Oh, now, okay. I don't know why it's okay. Now it's showing it's two seconds. So are you actually on Periscope now? Because I'm trying to broadcast on Periscope on my phone. Yeah, I know. I was going to wonder what happened if I tried to, but yeah, it's still saying uh, fix errors to preview, and okay. but and what showing errors aren't really errors. Hmm. It's just showing that things are in the normal ranges as far as bit rate and codec and frame rate and keyframe interval and all that. <laughs> um, it's giving me a good picture of my cotton balls down there. Okay. How's that? Mm. No, that won't work either. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see, people. I think I so, just knocked this off. So I don't know. I don't know what's... I don't get it. Wait. All right. Let's go back here. Nope. All right. We're going to go ahead and delete this broadcast. All right. Well, okay. Sorry about that. I know. Well, it's just frustrating because... We have certain people who watch on Periscope, and Periscope, for whatever reason, won't let us broadcast. And uh, that's been going on, ironically, since this whole thing happened. And we also have, uh, hi Mia, we also have, are we on YouTube? Um, no. We're not? Okay, so YouTube, we can't even get on YouTube either. Uh, which is so frustrating, it's so frustrating, so... So if you're on Facebook, apparently that's pretty much the only place you can watch us live right now is on Facebook. Yeah, that seems mm -hmm. to be. And Twitch. Okay. Twitch is working as well. All right. So if you're on Twitch, hi. But usually there's nobody over there. But I did see some people. It says that there is one viewer. Okay. Hey, Twitch viewer. 
All right, I'm going to do one other thing. Why are you twitching? Okay. Go live. Oh, that's what I could do. I could do this. I could let you see the show this way if you come on this way. So let's see if that works. This is nuts, but we'll do it this way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that will work. What are you doing? Hi, Carmen. Well, okay, so I'm on Periscope, but the problem right. is is that it's you can't really see me. Uh, you know, you, 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 hi. Okay, so the problem is is now I have you looking at my laptop instead of looking up here. See, this is the behind the scenes. There's me there, there's me there, and then there's this here. And the problem is is we're we're not able to get my phone put in a situation to where you can see me and hear me because Periscope isn't letting us for whatever reason broadcast through and of course I'm looking I'm looking down yeah um, and of course this is maybe that's maybe that's a little bit better oh yes now you can see my hairbrush yeah, well, that's not that's not good. Look at that, man. There's my beauty products and trash bags. But I could hold the phone up the whole time. They could just see me that way. That would be kind of awkward. Uh, but anyway, so we wasted about 16 minutes of this show trying to trying to figure this out. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to try to hold the phone like this. And if anybody else comes in Periscope, then you can do that. And or you can go over to... Um, you can go over to Facebook, Facebook or Twitch or Twitch so that I'm not looking down. See, because like when I'm doing that, I'm looking down at you on my phone. But when I'm looking up here now, you can see I'm looking at the camera. And so is Randall. So it's Facebook.com forward slash Bible News Radio or Twitch.tv forward slash Bible News Radio. Right. So this is hard for me to do because I typically use my my. Uh, keyboard and stuff to read articles i can't be holding this with my phone which you know makes it kind of difficult so that doesn't help either <laughs> or you could just you could just look at me this way yeah you could and uh let's see here i can do all that that might just be kind of a behind the scenes look uh, but I can't look at you but anyway so this is what we'll do and I'll look over once in a while over here on Periscope and you know you guys can do that but okay so the other clip I wanted to show Randall was um, the one I, I had posted on my Facebook page about about um, Lindsey Graham and Diane Feinstein hugging and I didn't send that to you but it's actually on my Facebook page so right, I look for it yeah, if you go and just scroll down, you'll see it. It will click over to to C-SPAN, to that C-SPAN page, and then it will just play directly from there. So why was this important to me to highlight that? I have to tell you, because Lindsey Graham um, is a rhino, or at least he, he, in my opinion, has been kind of a yellow-bellied rhino for a while. And don't hate me, South Carolina people that he represents. I know you love him and everything, but... One of the things that kind of blew me away about this um, confirmation hearing was watching him actually conduct it with a spine. That really blew me away. Yeah, it totally did. It completely blew me away. And I was like, wow, this guy's got a spine. Uh, so on the fourth day of the confirmation hearings, you know, it was three days of testimony. And then he went ahead and he was talking to... Um, you know, he set the orders and then we had some of the Democrats come in and I, we object we, uh, the American people, you the know, American people, the American people, this, the American people, that the American people want this. And it cracks me up how the Democrats kept caring about the American people. Not that I don't think, I think some Democrats care, but Camilla Harris or Kamala or however you say her name, Kamala. she didn't give a crap about the American people. Just saying, uh, uh, the lady from Hawaii, she don't give no crap about the American people. And uh, Anne, what's her name? Kumbashi or? Amy. Amy. Amy Klobacher. Amy Klobacher or whatever. Yeah. Those three were like the biggest 
you know, and, and declaring, don't you know we're in the middle of a pandemic? Hey, don't you guys know we're in the middle of a pandemic? Aren't you, do you, do you not realize this Periscope people? Do you guys not realize this on Facebook? We are in the middle of a pandemic. And don't you know the American people? We want the American Ford, we want the Obamacare to never, ever, ever, ever be overturned. Ever in the history of, of America. Because, you know, if it is overturned, then the whole world is going to die. Just so you know. Because we don't have socialized medicine or anything like that yet in place. So, those evil people. Donald Trump and, and Amy, who is the, the epitome of evil. Yeah. Yeah, she is. I mean, she's really not, but I think she's, I think she's totally cool, to be honest. Um, but anyway, so at the end, uh, you know, Lindsey Graham, to his credit, and I'm giving him credit, he was very diplomatic. He actually had a spine. He stood up to the Democrats, and he... Um, actually held the hearing, and so next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, they're going to vote on the confirmation for Amy Coney Barrett to be the next Supreme Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of America. So um, I'm looking forward to that because the Democrats were crying, this has never been done before. And, you know, the funny part is, um, is they, the Dems, they uh, they talked about Abraham Lincoln and how how when he was president this whole situation came up it was the same and and they he, didn't he was vote. so magnanimous or you know right as to not go forward with a nomination but it was a Democrat that lied because then the Republican came in and gave the actual history of the fact that the senators weren't even around because back then, you know, people had to travel. They didn't have like airplanes. And it was stuff a like part-time job then, like it should right. be now. Right. So the Democrat, the Democrats lied. The Republicans said, wait a minute, here's the, here's the stubborn facts. And. Clouding the issues and, with facts. And it was yeah. funny to me because I'm like, Randall had already figured that out. So, so anyway, this clip that you'll see is Lindsey Graham giving his closing comments to the people there on day the four people. of the hearing. <laughs> and he was commending Amy Coney Barrett. And then at the very end, him and Diane Feinstein hug. And I thought that this was very interesting. And then I'll share with you my thoughts about Diane Feinstein in a minute because she actually also surprised me. And remember, I pretty much grew up in California my whole life. Uh, so Diane Feinstein has never been out of office in like my whole life. So just saying, okay, go for it. All right. We will go is. for it. Okay. Oh, wait, you can probably not see this on huh, Periscope. Probably not. You can't hear it either. <laughs> I'll flip the camera for this. Then, I... Oh, wait, you can't hear it though. Right. They won't be able to hear it. Oh, well, that's so, a bummer. Yeah, it is. Oh, well. <laughs> Oh, wait, I know. I'll play it through my computer. Well, then it'll be delayed and we'll get some... Oh. Don't do that. Already we're getting the... Okay. Go for it. Going to get in the loop here. All right. Well, at least you can watch the video. You won't be able to hear it, though. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares what they said? The audio is the least important part of the video. <laughs> All right. I totally disagree just, with just that. Just play the video. Yes. Okay. Several people apply for the job of being a Supreme Court Justice. I have never met a more amazing human being in my life. Not from just the professor who helped the struggling young blind student and everybody else she's helped, but just your knowledge of the law, your disposition, uh, your character, and the ABA rating, I think, was well earned. So the hearing regarding uh, Judge Amy Barrett to become a Associate Justice of the Supreme Court. Yeah, I know there's no sound, uh, guys. It's now over. The markup will be October the 22nd. To all who got us here, thank you very much. Okay, now just watch as he gets up. You see, Feinstein's there in the purple. See, she buttons her, her jacket, and then she looks over at Lindsey Graham and they go over they touch each other's hands shake and then hug and then they walk they walk away 
and um, there was. And then they put their masks on after touching you guys. <laughs> right. So, anyway, so I just I know on Periscope you couldn't hear the sound, but that's because this isn't coming through our computer like like our show is. So, if you really want the sound, go over to Facebook or Twitch or Twitch. Uh, so, so what did you think, though, of that? I mean, I personally thought that it was sweet. I did. I thought it was sweet. Um, I thought, you know, Lindsey Graham commended the Democrats for being nice. And overall, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would say that they were about 7 on the nice scale. They didn't Yeah, do compared to the, Kavanaugh. Com, yeah, right. Compared to Kavanaugh, they didn't do anything. But, but there were people who were... Um, you know, they just, the, the three people I mentioned in particular. Now, Diane Feinstein, I personally found very interesting because she seems like she's softened up in her old age. Yeah, I think maybe she softened up in her old age. She's old. I mean, I don't even know how old she is. She must be close to 80, I would think. Let's find out how, I'm going to Google it. I'll let you know how old Diane Feinstein is. She dyes her hair, so you know. Let me see. How old is Diane Feinstein? Because, you know, the world. She's 87? Holy moly. No wonder she's 9. Okay, so Diane Feinstein, according to Wikipedia, here, check that out. She's 87 years old. June 22nd, 1933. She was, she was born. Wow, no wonder she's being nice because she knows she's near death. Well, you know, oops, she's doing pretty good for being close to death, I think. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, but Diane Feinstein, she, she was complimentary to Amy Coney Barrett's children and the family and all that. And I would say one of the most poignant parts for me of the thing was when Amy was talking about her children and one of them kind of had a meltdown because it was really hard to hear some of the bad stuff that they were saying. And, um, it was just kind of, you know, sad. They had to take the kid and they had to, you know, what is that about? Well, since you cited Wikipedia, I just had to, you know, just reminded me okay. of, of this. Hmm. Oh, are you gonna you're gonna play Wikipedia? That? All right, Randall's gonna is play the best it. thing ever. Anyone in the world can write anything they want about any subject, so you know you are getting the best possible information. That's right, people. All right. Well, whatever. Anyway, um, you know the other thing that was really telling about the confirmation hearings is that. Amy Coney Barrett didn't have to have any notes, right? I mean, we talked about this, but why is this so important? Because what it tells you is the woman knows her stuff and they could not attack her as being incompetent, not being good and fit for the for, fit for the court. What they're concerned about, and Marsha Blackburn, by the way, who is my representative, I thought she hit it out of the park and so did Joni Ernst, um, both of those ladies were extremely diplomatic. They were complimentary to the judge. Um, and they laid out the exact worldview that I support. Um, and they did it with, with grace, but without pulling any punches. They weren't really mean or anything. But, but Marsha Blackburn in particular, I have to tell you, man, if there was a tiger on the right, it would be Marsha Blackburn. Because she just didn't pull any punches. And especially talking about conservative women having a seat at the table. You know what I'm saying? Um, and for me, this is an interesting discussion. Because you, you, you guys know I sell this product, this service called Legal Shield, And, and um, I have talked about being a lady of justice for a couple of years now. As I've sold this product to people. And it's funny because the culture within Legal Shield is conservative but also highly liberal and the ladies of justice panel most of the people who are on the 
advisory committee for Ladies of Justice lean left. They all love Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I'm like, I don't do not know, you know, where's my seat at the table as a conservative woman? Um, if we're all about feminist rights and all that stuff, then me as a conservative woman of white color should have a seat at the table. <laughs> Just saying. But I know, I supposedly have white privilege, but uh, not so, actually. All right, well, turning the page to a different topic, I actually want to bring your bring bring to your attention um, something recently that I've been very blessed to be a part of. And I don't know how many people, I don't know how many of you know about the ministry, Precept Ministries International, uh, but Kay Arthur who is one of the co-founders with her husband, Jack. They started this ministry 50 years ago. And it's a ministry that teaches you how to study God's word inductively. It teaches you how to observe the text, to kind of look at the scripture in the context in which it's been built and written. Uh, and it gives you the skill to be able to, to read the Bible and understand it, right? But you're doing it, you're doing it in a way that... Um, you know, that's biblical. You're not, you know, you're not like, what, what does, what does this mean to me? You're not just, you're not reading the Bible that way. Well, my friend Pam Gillespie happens to be a Bible study teacher uh, with precepts. She writes Bible studies and she actually just uh, released yesterday that she's doing an online Bible study in the book of Judges. And I want to tell you about it. Um, the class starts on November 5th and it's basically a follow at your own pace type class what you if you want to be a part of the class the class itself is free um, but you need to buy the book the workbook the Bible study book to go to the class in order to follow along with Pam um, in this study it ha it will be there will be videos every Thursday from November 5th through December 24th um, and it's called um, delivered and the name, the name of the um, study is Living Free in Days of Oppression. It's a study through the book of Judges. Well, in light of, um, in light of what we're currently going through with this nominee, um, I thought, wow, this would be a great study to tell you guys about. So if you go to the bit.ly link, if you go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash in all capitals, it says November Judges, but November abbreviated, N-O-V Judges. So if you go to bit dot L-Y forward slash November, no, Nov Judges, November Judges, because the study starts in November. Um, then if you go there, you can sign up uh, to be a part of this Bible study. All you got to do is go and fill in your name, your email, and then you will get an email that will give you a link to go buy the book. And then you can go through this Bible study at your leisure. And as Pam uploads a video um, every Thursday, you'll be able to watch her teaching and go through the thing. And I think that there's going to be um, some type of chat and stuff like that. And so I'm, I'm just bringing this to your attention because, you know, I love Pam. I've known her for at least a decade, I think. Um, and for the last, I don't know, 30 days or so, um, I've been in a daily, daily Bible reading accountability thing that she's been doing. And, um, and it's been very beneficial to me spiritually, as well as the other ladies that have been in it. Um, Pam is somebody who has high integrity. She's written numerous studies over the last, I don't even know how many, 15 years. I don't know, even maybe longer than that. Um, and she's somebody who accurately handles God's word. Um, I can't commend her to you high enough because um, she's somebody that believes in studying the Bible deeply. You can go in there and do a word study and widely, which means you get that good broad overview. Um, so I encourage you to join that study. If you want to have more of an interaction with me and you want to study the book of Revelation, uh, then I'm putting together a Bible study. It will launch this coming Tuesday. I'm trying to figure out what the date is. October 20th, I think. Is that Tuesday? I'm waiting for my, my yes. calendar. Okay, so October 20th at 7 p.m. Central uh, on Zoom. 
you'll be able to jump into Zoom with me. Um, we're going to study the book of, um, we're going to start our st study of the book of Revelation. And, um, you know, this is where I'm giving you a little bit of homework during the week. This study is every other Tuesday. So it's not every week, it's every other Tuesday. Um, and then we're going to, you know, I'm going to teach the lesson. We'll have a discussion. Uh, if we have enough people to do breakout rooms in my Zoom, uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, we'll do that as well. And it'll be an interesting time of, of, of looking at the book of Revelation and seeing what God is saying through Jesus to John, to us in the end times, what's going to happen. Um, I've been studying chapter one for a few weeks now, and it's, 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 a, it's amazing. Um, and so I want you to be a part of it. I want you to come in fellowship with me and be a part of it. Mia, if you're open on Tuesday, that time, <laughs> I would love for you to come to this study. I think that you'll really enjoy it. Uh, um, and um, Kurt, Rob, anybody out there, if you're interested in coming to my study in Revelation, then uh, just get in touch with me on social media. I'll put you on my email list. And that email list is where the Zoom link will be and all that. This is a free study. You don't have to buy anything. Um, I'm just using the Bible and just spending my time offering to God my gift. And hopefully that you will be encouraged to do that. Now, speaking of money, though, if you ever want to donate to us, Bible News Radio is a nonprofit organization. If you donate to us, you can donate through our website, um, biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. And once you click through that button, it will take you to our Heart Tug International donation page, which, which Heart Tug International is our nonprofit. So you can donate through there, um, and that goes to help us with the stuff that we do here. So um, I'd, love, I'd love for you to participate in that way, especially if you enjoy the show and you get something out of it so i know a lot of you do and so i want to thank you for that uh, and all that so there you go you got two solid bible study options one with pam gillespie which isn't really interactive like mine will be but it's on judges and she's a seasoned bible teacher uh, me not as seasoned but i <laughs> i i am enjoying god's word and will deliver it in the manner in which i believe he's given it to me and and um, Randall might even pop in and say a couple of words at some point during that too as well. So just saying on that. Randall, do you have any, any, anything for us? <laughs> any, anything? Yeah. <clears throat> any, anything. Anything. Anything at all? Yeah. About anything? Just like Wikipedia where anybody in the world can write anything they want on any topic so you know that you're getting the best information? Right. Well, the only thing, too, um, I want you to know is that if you if you do Pam's study, let me know so I can let her know, hey, that's a friend of mine from our audience. Because Pam's also reading in our Daily Disciples group, too. Yeah. So. Um, a clip I should have prepared for the show, but it was um, Senator Whitehouse, I believe. He should have prepared people. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Senator from Rhode Island, I believe. Um, where during the, the confirmation hearing, he, um, criticized his fellow Republicans for this slam dash of, a a, um, whatever confirmation or nomination and trying to push it through. And it's really because the big donors, that's, that's who's sponsoring all this and that the Trump administration has been inept at handling the coronavirus and the Senate ought to be doing more important things. Two bills have come through the House. Um, what do they call them? Um, um, oh my goodness. A senior mind is a terrible thing. Um, sometimes. The way it works. Um, um, oh, come on. Handouts, basically. What do they call that? Stimulus, yeah. Stimulus packages. That the House had passed two stimulus packages that the Senate had not approved. And that was more important because the American people, the American people needed this money. I like how um, the Democrats talk about the American people. This is a Republican, though. Oh, I love how the Republicans talk about the American people, too. Yeah, yeah. 
anybody in Washington, D.C., when they talk about the American people, as I was telling Stace today and just belly aching, basically, you know. He was complaining, people, I admit it. The, you know, Washington, whatever it is, you know, you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy, be that as it is. And that's from what? That's from what? Star Wars. That's from Star Wars? Episode. That was from. Episode four. Um. Who said that? It was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi said the that? Most, the most... Why did I always think the, that that was from that guy, the Monty Python? I don't know. I guess I just don't know anything. Yeah. That's obvious. Anyway, he says, yeah, the most Eisley spaceport, you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Mm. I really can't do an Alec Guinness, but um, maybe with a little practice. Okay. Anyway, so... But whenever they talk, not just the American people, you know, like, we're really in touch with the American people. But when they talk about those rich people and those wealthy people that need to pay their fair share, and every one of these people is stinking filthy rich with five homes, you know, they visit at various times in the year, multiple cars, probably a private plane, and, and they talk about those rich people. Like, I'm in, I feel you American people, and I know those rich people aren't paying their fair share in taxes, and what a crock of, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, it's just, it's just, I don't, I don't know if anybody buys that, that they're, they're, you know, those rich people, and we're one of you, we're the American people. Go look it up on the GPO website, gpo.gov, I think it is, government published job. It's been a long time, and it's probably gone up, but uh, just a few years back, uh, you can read there that if you serve five years in Congress, like you're in the House of Representatives, five years, and I think that's too long for anybody there, it should be limited to four, um, but if you serve five years, and... You quit from that job, you retire, you'll get yourself a nice little pension of $84,000 a year. Wow. We need to quit this and go do that. Yeah, I just, it's just the. Yeah, we do. Just let's forget the this. Graft and. This doesn't pay people. <laughs> All right, so let me let me ask you this, Randall. What? Are you going to vote? Let's talk about this vote, this thing. Of course Everywhere I'm going to vote. Everywhere is voting, right? Okay. So how many of you think, I'm just curious, how many of you think that Donald Trump is going to win the presidency? And then put a put a T for Trump. And how many of you think sleepy Joe Biden, who thinks he's running for Senate, is going to run, is going to win the presidency? Just curious. Put a J for Joe. Or you quit SJ for Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden, who doesn't apparently know that he's running for president. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, because the polls are all suggesting right now that Joe Biden is going to kick Trump's butt. Just so you know. He is. Joe is so far ahead. Yeah, he is. He's too far ahead. And yet the weird thing is, this is so weird. Here in Tennessee, where I live. Everywhere you go, there's all these Trump things. There's like Trump signs everywhere. There's like these big stands with Trump shirts and flags and stuff. And then you'll see one little lone Biden sign. And then you keep driving and there might be a little Biden sign. And there's like this big, huge thing with Trump everywhere. People are driving around with Trump flags. (laughs) So Mia thinks Donald Trump is going to win. It could be worse. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. What about you over there who's saying I'm a fake Trump Christian, Florence? What do you think? Do you think Joe Biden is going to win? Huh? Or do you think, you know, Joe who thinks he's running for the Senate, do you do you think he's going to win? Because he said he was running for the Senate. You might recall that. Yeah, you think he's going to win? Okay, so do you think, so we got Florence who thinks Sleepy Joe is going to win, and we got Mia who thinks Trump is going to win. <laughs> who do you think is going to win, Bareface? Well, I think it will definitely be a contested election, as we were discussing earlier today. You know, back 
20 years ago, 2000, I don't know if you, anybody remember this Bush-Gore race for president. Yeah, I remember it. And well, I'm not, I know that you do. There was chads. Hanging chads, dimpled chads, and all this stuff, and hold them up to the light. And that went on for weeks until until the Florida Secretary of State, you know, that wicked woman and her bad makeup, which was all we heard from the... Who was that? Who was it that they picked on? Um, boy. Um, Kath... Kathleen? Kathleen, um... Dang. You're going to look it up, aren't I'm you? I'm going to look it up because I don't remember. I keep forgetting. Catherine Harris. All right. That's who it was. Yeah, I wanted to say Harris, but... Yeah, it was Catherine Harris. But with Kamala Harris, I thought, you know, Catherine same initials, Harris, I didn't want to... Who was in office sure. from 2003 to 2007. She was Secretary of State of Florida between 1999 and 2002. Oh. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. No, yeah, she was then. in office from January 3rd, 2003 to 2007, so for four years. But she was Secretary of State before that because the election was in 2000. Okay, so it's 1999. She was, it says 23rd Secretary of State of Florida, January 5th, 1999 yeah. to August 2nd, 2002. The governor at the time was Jeb Bush. Remember right. that? Okay. Yeah, and so then, it, of yeah. course, that was scandalous. It was. You know. And everybody thought Jeb Bush was going to then run for president. Yeah. Wouldn't it be interesting if in the next coming election after Trump wins this one, Jeb Bush decided to run for president, thereby bringing back the Bush dynasty? Um. I don't know. Whatever, whatever the election results are, <laughs> that will be finalized in I don't know February. Uh, don't know. say that. I mean, look, we want to get I, back to our lives. I do, but there, I no doubt they're going to be wildly contested. I mean, we aren't even at the election yet. Yeah, we are. And there's contention. Millions and... of people have already voted. I know. So. That's why we can't, we cannot confirm Amy Coney Barrett to the thing because too many people are voting right now. Yeah. That's right. And, we can't. and the American and people, the American people have always, the American people have always elected the Supreme the Court American justices. The people do not want Amy Coney Barrett confirmed because <laughs> she's not nice. And she's too smart. She's, she's the mother. She's got seven kids, two black. She's, she doesn't, yeah, she's she, prejudiced, by the way, because she's got black kids. Yeah, she doesn't re represent the American people. No, she doesn't. Now, if she were a single mom... Um, for, for those of you who think I'm being um, serious, I'm not. Just so um, you know, I'm being sarcastic. Just so you know, over there. Now, if she were a single mom working in the coal mines at a desk job... Yeah. In a factory while she was unemployed. Now, then we can say, okay, she gets it. And she's one of us. But <laughs> haven't gone to Ivy League law schools and all that other stuff. Well, and... that's the other thing. She didn't go to Harvard. She didn't go to Yale. Hmm. She, she went to, to Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. She went to Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Personally, I love her. Not a I community really, college. I love Amy. I love Amy. Amy Coney. ACB. Barrett. That's right. We got the A. To the C. To the to B. To um. the B. To my sign language friends, that's an A. That's a C. And that's a B. No, wait. That's not right. A, B. No, this is B. C. Okay. So we got A, C, B. And I don't know how to do a hashtag. In sign language. No clue whatsoever. But anyway, I know you're impressed by that. Years ago, fun fact about me, I learned sign language in a book. Yeah, I did. I learned the alphabet all by myself because I, I, I read a book and then I did it. Today, I probably could learn, do it a lot better and all that. So, yeah. So, I bring up the issue of voting, though, Randall, because I believe... As many do, that this election will be highly contested, and I think it will be highly rigged. And I think there's already proof of that because in California, there has been evidence of voting ballots that have been found in dumpsters. Yeah. And so what pastors like Jack Hibbs from Calvary Chapel Chino Hills are doing 
is calling on everybody to fast and pray for the election, right? And we should do that. We should be, we, we should be praying and fasting as God leads us to. Um, because the Bible says when the righteous reju re when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. Yeah. And if you want to see people groan and go to California, because California is being oppressed by their governor over there who is mean and stupid and he is a butthead and he he thinks that he's like a junior king by putting in all these dumb rules, you know. And he's not, just so you know. I mean, the Burger King king is more of a king than Gavin Newsom is. So I feel bad for people who live in California, but I don't really feel that bad because people in California, you guys can leave California whenever you want. You should come to Tennessee. Come to the Holy Land of America. Do it, people. Come to Tennessee and be free like we are. I mean, we can go in restaurants. We don't have to wear a mask. I mean, it's super awesome. I mean, I do have like hand sanitizer and stuff, but unless you live in assisted living, you have freedom in Tennessee, just so you know. Yep. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Speaking of assisted living, gotta tell you, despite the, the COVID complications and the, the precautions that they put here in, in Tennessee that you have to wear a mask and, and you have to, you know, get your nose tested for COVID and uh, you have to do all of these dumb things, stay six feet away and all that. All of a sudden, somehow, miraculously, COVID has entered where my dad lives. And I'm like, okay, wow. So you guys were bragging that you didn't have any COVID cases. And finally, they've been humbled because I'm like, you know what? I know somebody. First of all, I don't know a lot of people that have actually have COVID here. But it's ridiculous to think that all these precautions aren't going to they're going to help because all the, everybody's Fauci, all those guys have been lying through their stinking teeth for months to the American people and anybody stupid enough to believe them will actually listen to them. Um, cause in the beginning we were all like, oh, we don't know what's going on. Ah, we're going to believe everything that they say. We're shutting down America. We're doing this. We're doing that. But after a little while, a whole bunch of people started noticing stuff, right? And getting smart. And then they threw these riots out at, at us. They plunged, plunged the economy so they can blame it all on Trump, right? Now, is Trump perfect? No. Did Trump get COVID? Yes. Is Trump living still, even as the oldest president in American history? Yeah. You know, and so they couldn't, they couldn't do what they're doing. And yet, now all of a sudden, Joe Biden, who thinks he's running for Senate, he actually, you know, thinks... You know, the liberal media is trying to make him win. And Twitter, all of a sudden, they decided to squash this news about Hunter Biden and all the scandals that's taken place there. And Facebook, they're fact-checking, uh, which is, which is, which is funny because they're, it's, they're not, they're, it's, they're suppressing It's censorship. It's not fact-checking. They're censoring. Yeah. So why is Twitter... Why is Facebook? Why is YouTube? Why are all these platforms censoring conservatives? People answer that, huh? Go ahead, I dare you. Uh, because they can, because they have the power. Yeah, they do. But you know, this is what I find interesting. The wicked, according to God's word, will fall into their own trap. In fact, I want to read you something today that I read in the Bible. And um, I actually don't have my Bible here, so I'm just going to pull it up on, I'm going to pull it up on Bible.cc. I want to read you something, because if this isn't a lesson to evil people, then I don't know what, what is. And I was reading this this morning, with, with, and I shared this with Pam and the other ladies that we were having this meeting with. So in Judges chapter 1, I'm going to read this to you. Listen to this, okay? <clears throat> Check this out. Now it came about after the death of Joshua, remember that was God's man, Joshua, that the sons of Israel inquired of the Lord saying, who shall go up first for us against the Canaanites to fight against them? The Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have given the land into his hand. 
Then Judah said to Simeon, his brother, Come up with me into the territory allotted me, that we may fight against the Canaanites, and I in turn will go with you into the territory allotted you. So Simeon went up with him, Judah went up, and the Lord gave the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hands, and they defeated 10,000 men at Bezek. They found Adonai Bezek in Bezek and fought against him, and they defeated the Canaanites and the Perizzites. But Adonai Bezek fled, and they pursued him and caught, and caught him and cut off his thumbs and big toes. Adonai Bezek said, Seventy kings with their thumbs and their big toes cut off used to gather up scraps under my table. As I have done, so God has repaid me. So they brought him to Jerusalem and he died there. <clears throat> now, I know this is a gory story, but it's an interesting story. And I, I really kind of got stuck on it because I was reading this. I'm like, well, you know, God has his people and he has the enemies of his people going at it here. And what's interesting to me, what was interesting was as I was reading about this, um, in verse 4, it says, Judah went up and the Lord gave the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hands and they defeated 10,000 men at, at Bezek. Okay, so God defeated all these people. But Adonai Bezek fled. Now, who is this Adonai Bezek guy? And I don't even know if I'm saying Bezek right, but that's how I'm saying it. So the first thing I did when I read this is um, names in scripture have a meaning because back back then when people got named something usually the name what whatever the meaning of that word was that kind of was almost prophetic about who they were going to be so i looked up adonine bezik to see what it meant <clears throat> and i thought well it'd be interesting if bezik had something to do with satan like beelzebub bezik that's kind of what i was thinking but i look it up and actually bezik literally means lightning. So this guy was a king and his name meant Lord of the Lightning, which, you know, could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you look at it. In this case, clearly a bad thing. Um, this guy had gone and he had conquered all these 70 other kings, these places, and he cut off thumbs and big toes. Now think about it. That's brilliant. I mean, just think about it. You don't have to cut somebody's head off. I got to just cut off their thumbs because then it, they can't do anything. Not very easily anyway. And big toes because if you cut off somebody's toe, you can't walk. And and they're, they're pretty much disabled. What he said really stood out to me because I thought, you know, <clears throat> he acknowledged God. So he said here, but Adonai... Bezek fled and they pursued him and they caught him, cut off his thumbs and big toes. In verse 7, it says, Adonai Bezek said, 70 kings with their thumbs and their big toes cut off used to gather up scraps under my table. As I have done, so God has repaid me. So they brought him to Jerusalem and he died there. <clears throat> so what's my point? My point is, is that God appoints people. He appoints men in positions of power but in America we have the freedom to vote and God has given us a constitutional republic because he loves us and this was a country once it was founded on biblical principles our Constitution God is all throughout our history okay God will can change the heart of a king God can change the heart of a leader you know he can do whatever he wants but as Randall was praying earlier this week, when Randall and I were praying the other day together, um, when we pray for those in authority, then God promises us a blessing of peace. Right? So my admonition to you would be to pray for those who are in authority and then to do what you have a right to do as a citizen of America. You know, I'm pretty sure most of you who know me and know you, you know, those of you I know anyway, I'm pretty sure you all vote, right? Maybe some of you vote Democrat. Maybe some of you vote Libertarian. Maybe some of you vote Independent. Maybe some of you vote Republican. Whatever it is you choose to vote, vote because you have that right. There are countries today still that exist where 
they don't have that freedom. They live in communist regimes. They are oppressed. In fact, there's another proverb that talks about how, um, basically how the, the, the kings of the earth, well, how there is enough food in fallow, and there's enough food in the, in the ground of the poor. I read that recently in Proverbs, and I thought, yeah, there's enough food in the ground of the poor, but it's the king that withholds it. Because these, whoever you put in power is who's going to ultimately control your food supply. Let, think of it that way. Communist countries that starve their people, it's not because they can't grow food. God, that would, God would be so mean if he made, if he didn't make enough food for everybody that he created, okay? There's always going to be the poor because you got mean people, wicked people who oppress the poor, which God hates. There's always going to be the ability to prosper because God has provided that for us. But if you choose to vote for somebody who adheres to murdering babies in the womb, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, and people who think unnatural marriage is marriage, like homosexual marriage, like Biden and Kamala do, and other things that are not biblical or in line with biblical principles, then you get what you, you get what you ask for, right? But if you believe in the sanctity of human life, which is, which is the one issue I care about more than anything, I don't care that about the economy. I don't care about that. But if my president believes in murdering preborn, innocent God image bearers in the womb, I don't care for that person very much because <laughs> if they believe that it's okay to kill a baby before it's born, then they believe it's okay to kill me before I'm ready to die. And people are doing that today. Um, it, so all that say vote. Vote, vote, vote. And vote once. And make sure it's your name on the ballot. You can prove it's you. And take a picture of it. And post it on social media. <laughs> if you want. You don't have to. But <clears throat> I, I just think it's important to vote. And I think you should vote in with the candidate that's closest to biblical principles as possible. Now, whether or not um, you think Donald Trump is a Christian or not, his policies, the Republican ticket, is far more friendly to Christianity than the Democratic one is. You know, I mean, just looking at the platforms, you're not, Donald Trump isn't our pastor in chief and he's not perfect. I don't like a lot of things he's done. And as you guys know, if you, you've listened to me, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan, but Joe Biden is a career politician forever and hasn't done anything except put in policies that are evil. And so, so just vote, vote for whoever you want to vote. You will be accountable for that vote. One day you'll stand before the Lord and he'll ask you who you voted for. And then you'll have to explain why you voted for somebody that decided to murder babies. If you, do, if you decide to do that to the one that made you, by the way, just think about that. See, the fear of God is lost in our country. And I think you really got to vote in accordance to what God would want. And he's put us life and death before us. You know, choose this day whom you will serve, right? Choose life. He gives us the answer. It's very easy. It's an open book test, but you got to open the book to read it, right? To take the test. So anyway, so with that said, Randall, do you have anything else to say before we end the show? Um, no. You sure? I'm sure. Nothing? Nothing. You asked me if I had anything on anything about anything before and... You said, not, okay, does anybody have and, any feedback? And then I did, and I shared my position on the, you know, the the rich and the American people. And, well, I don't know, yeah. Wheat Bee over here. Wheat Bee, that's a cute name. So Wheat Bee, I will tell you, Wheat Bee's in Wheat Bee, as in boy, is in Periscope. Well, one day we're going to give an account to the Lord for everything we say and do, and I don't know, I'm not looking forward to that day personally. <laughs> Because I know I've said some things I probably regret. So, um, but, you know, he might not ask specifically that question. I would agree with that, but the intent is there, I think. So, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> right? Are you going to come back on or are you done? Uh, I guess I'm done. Okay. All right. Well, everybody, it's a bummer that... YouTube and Periscope, for whatever reason, 
won't let us broadcast our show on there the way we have been. So I would ask for your prayers that that would get rectified somehow because we have not done anything different. All of a sudden, it's just like, boop, you can't broadcast there. So uh, so if you don't mind and you like what we talk about, share it on the platform you're watching us on. If you don't mind, just, just share it with your people. And, um, you know, thank you in advance for doing that. Um, and that's it. So with that said... I will end this as I always do. I always say be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you. And he does. If there's nothing that you, nothing else that you get from this show, even tonight, remember that you're not alone, that God knows what you're going through, that he truly loves you, that if you've made any mistakes, he'll forgive you. Just ask him to make a U-turn and go the other direction toward him, and he will draw near to you as you draw near to him. James chapter 4 verse 8 says that. And just come back home into the arms of your loving God who loves you. Because, um, you know, the Bible says in Romans 8 chapter 1, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So you can know that if you're sincere in your repentance and you're walking with him. So go in peace. Have a great day. Randall and I will be back tomorrow night, Lord willing, right here on this network, wherever we're at, <laughs> at 7 p.m. Central. So we'll see you tomorrow.